Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, welcome back to another edition of Bold Sports. Hello. Matt's here. I'm here. Chill on the couch, drinking some brews. We got uh, end of a hockey game on. If I can get a score, it's an important game. It's the Capitals. They're playing out in Anaheim, so they should be in the third period. I just flipped it on. Uh, see what's going on with that. Uh, in the meantime, how's your sports week, Matt? Um, it's been okay. I didn't really watch a lot of sports this week. Um, there was this whole thing about the Columbo Marathon on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Oh well, um, okay. Columbo's so, amazing. Yeah, so I did that. Um, that little uh, mint green or seafoam green Peugeot he drives. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's just like you know, I, I. It's just like someone who like probably wouldn't actually have that job in real life. Yeah, you know, but I mean, times are different. You know, I watched Columbo as a kid when it was new. Yeah, it I wasn't mean, that new. I mean, it was, it was old, but it was new. You know. It was like a special, like, they'd do like a Saturday night, like, Columbo movie. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was awesome. So I did that, and I, like, you know, I I napped to some soccer on Saturday morning, and, uh, you know. Well, since football's over, Steve's not getting his Sundays off as regular as he used to, so. You need to come up with some other reason. I know, I'm trying to get uh, some other reason, and, you know. Golf's on. Well, I know golf's on. I, I, you know, I'm almost resorted to the excuse of it's the only day I have to hang out with my girl, which technically isn't true because sometimes I'm off the same midweek day she is. But Sundays are also more fun to just be off. So yeah, like we, um... I have been watching the golf though. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. we're we're in golf season. They're on the Florida swing right now, and actually. They cut out, since Trump's president now, they mm-hmm. cut out the Doral tournament, mm-hmm. so they're not playing at Trump's course. Uh, well, it's not because Trump's president, it's because of what he does as president. Well, <laughs> yeah, the PGA Tour just didn't want to mix anything in there, so they're not playing at, you know, you know the Trump course at Doral. Um, I guess it started last year while he was running for president. Yeah. They're playing a uh, the WGC uh, tournament in um, Mexico City, mm. which Lefty Mickelson won yeah. this week. His first win in 92 starts. I didn't think it was that uh, long since he's actually won. He's always up in the top, but it's his first win in 92 since his last major. Since that major, he won, um, was it the PGA Championship or was it the British Open? One of the two. Does altitude affect golfers? Like, yes, they it talk does. about it a ton, like, yeah. whenever there's a football game in Denver? Yeah, well, okay, so Denver is Mile High City at 5,280 feet. And Mexico City's, Mexico like... Mexico City's 7,600 yeah. feet. They were saying how, like, okay, so even, like, you and I could have a really good drive there. Wow. <laughs> you and I could hit the ball 300 yards. Like, I'd be able to actually use, like, the same club that, like, a pro would use for a normal shot? Yes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have to tee off on on a par three with my uh, three wood. No, awesome. Let's go to Mexico. <laughs> I know, right? You know, um, no, but seriously, we can smoke all up it, and down the course because the air is all. So, so they basically and... took like the like the average drive would be 
So if you drove 250 yards at sea level, mm-hmm. in Denver you would drive 270 yards, mm-hmm. and in Mexico City it would be closer to 300. Oh man, yeah, we need we need to get that going. <laughs> we need, we need to road trip together. to Mexico City to go play golf. Yeah, road trip because I'm not I'm not checking a bag. Screw that. <laughs> Not even, not even my old, old rickety like wooden golf clubs are, are worth risking with the air, airport baggage handlers. And oh, <laughs> they come out broken. Mm. I always see people at the airport with like golf bags, and it's just like, man, I, I need this carry on. I hope you're really going on a real vacation, and you're not just like dragging those along, and on the off chance that you might be able to get in around. Do you know how many guys I know? that I deal with as a bartender that bring their clubs with them because they may or may not just maybe maybe get on a get on a course yeah, while I mean, they're while they're here on business. Right. I mean my dad would always drive around with his clubs in the trunk just in case, but he's oh, not oh. he's not traveling, you know. He's just like, well, you know, I might I might be out oh, of no, there's, there, there's times might... whenever I have my own vehicle and whatnot that the clubs are in the back of the car mm-hmm. because I could always stop and hit nine mm-hmm. or I could hit the range at least. You know, yeah, I, I used to keep a fishing rod and a couple clubs in my car all the time because there's that that driving range right by Cannonsburg Lake. Oh yeah. So it'd be like if I if I had some like time to kill like before work or after work. Well, after work it's it's one two a.m. Yeah. I mean, I could bring my own balls, I guess, but <laughs> I ain't going looking for them in the dark. Exactly. So also this week, folks, is championship week uh nca conference championship week uh you have the acc tournament of course just started um today been watching a little bit of that um the acc tournament just started today. i watched I, I worked the early shift today so i oh this is a great score we just started on start of the third period anaheim is up three nothing over the capitals that's good this is beautiful for yeah. the penguins um uh, and we'll get into that as we get into hockey uh, later on in the podcast here. Um, but there's a lot of smaller tournaments that are going on that are already over. Um, Those are more interesting right now because the ACC is in early they, rounds. These tournaments, like th- this week is really not that consequential because I think most of the field is already set. It's well, just a matter of like where teams go in the seating, like who's on the bubble. Teams go in the um, seating. Who's on the bubble? The smaller tournaments. Who's going to get in? As well, a, the auto bids are what interests me. Yeah, cause like you could go on a run, and and you know I've I've watched some teams in in the finals. Like um, what was I watching? The, the I watched the Horizon League. Yeah, that, final. yeah, I have that one here. The uh, it was uh, Wright State won the Horizon League. Yeah, it was close um, for a little bit at the beginning, but they it's going to be away. their third NCAA tournament appearance. Uh, Charleston uh, wins the CAA championship. Is that the College of Charleston? Uh, I think so. Because there, I, I just I'm, they, there was like another Charleston that's in West Virginia. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I mean I know there's Charleston, West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they win the CAA championship. It's their fifth tournament appearance, first since 1999. Um, Wright State beat somebody. Um, they beat Cleveland State. They beat Cleveland State, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sad. I, I went to... So then you have Gonzaga takes on BYU in the West Coast Conference Championship game. That's 
that was that game's probably just about over. Yeah, probably by now. Gonzaga yeah. was winning. Yeah, Cleveland State faced Wright State. Uh, and then you have LIU Brooklyn versus Wagner in the NEC. So we know Bobby Moe's not going to get Moe's in. Bobby not going. Because they did not win that conference. Uh, Duquesne did not win the A-10. I think the A-10's still going on, I believe. Yeah, because I was watching the local news tonight, and they're they're talking to Keith Danbrot about, you know, the likelihood that they could still get into the tournament, that, you know, it's postseason play and anything can happen. So, yeah, like, they're they're still alive. As, yeah. of, as of, like, you know, 545, like, they're calling for maybe some snow, maybe a Duquesne win, and Pitt's out. Oh, yeah. And that's your news update. And they had something about that bus that fell off the parkway. Like, I don't know why. Uh, I guess she got her job back. <laughs> bus racing is a sport. This is relevant. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, th- actually, when that bus flipped over the hill off 279, yeah. that was right in front of my buddy's house. Yeah, we, we, I know we talked about this earlier on yeah. the show, so th- this is why you got to listen every week, folks. We, yeah. Yeah, that was right in front of my buddy's house where the two Pat buses are racing on the entrance ramp of 279. Yeah. It was great. Um, no, there was another, uh, there was a train accident that hit a, uh, a, a truck carrying hydrochloric acid. Yeah. I down saw in that. Washington County. I saw that, man. Yeah. And they're like, they're like evacuating this lady across the train tracks and she's like elderly and can barely walk. And they're like holding her and like making her walk. I'm like, pick the woman up and carry her over the tracks. Like, what happened to chivalry, man? Chivalry's dead. Chivalry's dead, man. Women and, fucking killed it. And, well, no, probably what happened is, like, a train full of hydrochloric acid, like, crashed into, like, a gentleman's convention of some sort, and and that's what happened. It was a woman conductor. There it was. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's why chivalry died. No. <laughs> killed it, ladies. Um, but, no, Pitt did play today in the, um, in, in the ACC tournament. This was Pitt's best conference showing, conference game showing all year. Yeah. They only lost by three. They lost by three. Now, in former Pitt years, like, man, I can't believe they only they, they lost by three. This year it was like they only lost by three because they were like, <laughs> they were down big and then they started coming back. Well, but no, I, even at halftime, the halftime they were down by seven. Yeah, and I, I like, and they had a lead for a minute. They had a lead. They, really? they had a lead the first two minutes into the second half, and then Notre Dame took back over. But they were in it the rest of the way. Um, uh, it, I mean, if Notre Dame had lost, they would not have gotten into the tournament. Oh yeah, um, oh, I'm not yeah. sure how many wins they need. To like lock down a spot in the field, but losing to Pitt definitely would have hindered their chances yeah. completely. But I went for a walk because I had to like go run some errands, and I was like, "There's no way Pitt's gonna like actually win this game." It's I didn't think of, they were gonna win it's it like either. It's gonna be close, and then they're gonna lose, and it's gonna be disappointing. And then I'm not gonna have any lighters or library books or like bread or any of the other things that I needed. Yeah. So. I didn't watch the pit game. I didn't watch the second half. I watched it. At I work. came home and I was I was amazed that that it was a. I had a slow a day at work. I had yeah. a lot of work with three, the sound on. You know, I, I did. I did take the shitty Tuesday day shift. It was my turn. You don't get like day regulars who just want to play the jukebox all day. No, no, not where I'm at. All day, day. Not where I'm at. <laughs> you don't have to hear Girl Crush like seven times. <laughs> shift. No, thank God. <laughs> That's just an R bar. Uh, so Stallings. <laughs> Stallings' comment on his job uh, was, I have no clue what's going to happen. I don't know. 
I'm concerned with these guys and what's going on right now and seeing what we can do to get this team to be better. I have no idea what's going to happen with my job, if I'm still going to be here, if I'm not going to be here. We'll see what happens and what time tells. Spoken like, like a man who gets paid either way. So he's like, <laughs> so he's like, Kesara, Sara. You know, Cha-ching. I mean, obviously, if if Pitt fires him, they he has a contract that has a guaranteed amount that they have to pay him out for. Uh, if they don't fire him, he needs to do some shit. Now, I've always been a big proponent of look, give college coaches at least three years, five years at the max. If they're doing it five years, get them the fuck out. Three years. Should be their window to make a big improvement or to go a lot further than they have. If they do that, give them the fourth year. And if they screw up in the fourth year, definitely get them out. But if they don't do anything by in the fifth by five, done. Because um, he's starting five freshmen all year. Yeah. I mean, he had he he took over a, a failing program. Jamie Dixon the last year or so he was here. He didn't do a whole lot. Right, but you know. they, they did better than they did this year. Oh yeah, they did. Better I mean, it's not a tall order. Year. It's not a tall order to improve on this year. No. So he set the bar pretty low. He set the bar pretty low. It's pretty like, risky. Pretty risky because he might get fired for it. But um, right. My concern is the media. Honestly. Yeah. It, um, the media can be a they, big call on this. I mean, they're kind of. It's just going to get toxic and bad if he comes back and they start out and they're not good again next year. Like. You know, if they lose, like, three games in the ACC, like, just imagine, like, all the, you know, Well, it's not even that. And it's going mean, to be hard to get people you know, to want to, like, come the first, play here. The first 12 games of the year are non-conference games, and he went 5-6 and six non-conference. And you had some of those Pitt games. used to go undefeated non-conference. Yeah. And they didn't start playing harder teams. Yeah, and they, no, they're still playing fluff. They're still playing the Little Sisters of Poor from Western Detroit. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, you, you know, know. like Patrick Ewing at Georgetown, like, Point blank told everybody, like, I am going to schedule crap teams in non-conference because he's trying to turn the program around. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it worked okay. Well, Patrick Ewing's a Georgetown guy. Right. He took over a team that uh, the junior had it. Um, John Thompson. John Thompson. John Thompson the third. The third. The big guy was junior. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Big, yeah. (laughs) I don't even want to know what, like, the original John Thompson was like, he must have been like a golden god or something. I know, because John Thompson had Georgetown and Coach Patrick mm-hmm. Ewing and that championship team and so forth. I, I, Jesus Christ, he was a god. He was like John Chaney from Temple. Well, except I don't think except I don't think JT ever threatened to kill Calipari. No, <laughs> no, not at all. John Thompson threatened to kill a few people, I'm sure. And John Thompson's a scary-looking dude. I would not want to meet him in a dark alley. I mean... I heard him like f bomb some people that were that were heckling his team. Oh yeah, because I, I I went I sat in the good seats for a Pitt Georgetown game at the Civic Arena, and uh, you know you don't you don't talk smack on John Thompson's team if you're just like John Thompson's in the what like six ten and three yeah. four. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we were we were close enough to get get the impact. But like my my point for bringing up Georgetown was that like you know Pitt can turn around their non conference by just playing crap. Oh yeah, but if they can't like tread water in the ACC, then, like, you know, next year's a waste. Um, personally, I don't I don't think Stallings survives. Um, I, I just think that there's been so much speculation since, like, January that Stallings isn't the right guy. 
that they, that they need to shake something up, um, fair or unfair. Like, this isn't pro sports where, like, you know, you're hiring people and you're you're evaluating and you're scouting and you're making trades and you're there's a draft. I mean, this is almost entirely based on perception. Like, the reason people would rather go to Duke than Wake Forest is because of the perception that Duke is better. And the perception is earned by results on the court. So unless people want to, like... I mean, the only way people are going to think that Pitt's a destination is if they start winning. And if they keep the same coach and keep doing more of the same, then you start to question their commitment to being a, a successful program in basketball like they used to be. So, I mean, there's there's already names being thrown about for, you know, who we'd like to see come in. Brandon Knight's been Brandon one of them. Brandon Knight, Orlando uh, Antigua. Antigua. Um, you know what? Do you, I, I still say... Find out what bullshit Patino has to deal with and how it, what it's going to cost him or if the university's going to take any shit. And you know what? Rick Patino's not going to get another big... That If Pitt would hire him, that would be the biggest coaching position that he's going to get offered. Because I don't even know that, you know, Little Sisters of Poor West Detroit would hire him. Mm. But you got to figure out what kind of suspension he's looking at or this, that, and the other thing. In the event he comes back to coach, that would probably be the biggest splash mm. Pitt could make. And you know what? You probably and they finally a... put more money into that FBI office down on the south side. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they and have like the, the they'd have to move the whole Patino unit from Kentucky to Pittsburgh. to Pittsburgh. There you go. And they should do it now before Amazon shows up and drives up all the property values. Because I mean, where are these where are these FBI agents going to live, man? That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay, so next week, Matt, we got brackets. Brackets, brackets, brackets. How many do you do? My work has, like, it's been this way for years where it's like $3 for one, $5 for two. So I do two. Um, in recent years, I've only done one, and then I let Julia fill out the other. Right on. Um but yeah, like I can't handle more than two brackets. It's just too much paper. Can I get it on your office one? Can I get it on that, or do I have to work for your company? Nah, not anymore. But like, you, I mean, you gotta like fight Julia for my second bracket. But no, no, no. Can I give you like five bucks and get two, and then I'll fill out one? No, 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 no. Like you've got to be like attached to an employee in some way. Ooh. Yeah. Like I, I used to like fudge it. Like it, it used to be. It was weird. Like it was like nobody. I, I guess I wasn't the only person. Who did this? But like, she'd make her picks, and then I'd like just recopy her bracket in my own handwriting, so it wouldn't look like funny. But then, like last year, they were just like, "Hey, what the hell? Anything goes." Like, your kid want to fill out a bracket, so now you got like this spreadsheet with like, you know, like little Billy, and it's like, who the hell are these kids? Like, why are they winning my money? <laughs> but, but you know, like, yeah, it's it's a fun way to do it um, because there's just not a ton of people in my office. You know, so like to let everybody have two brackets, like that'll like basically double the pot right there. And then like, yeah, like let's let's be realistic about it. And like, you know what? Like, if you got someone at home who wants to fill one out, that's fine. But you can't get more than two. So, All right. so I usually fill out ESPN and CBS. I usually do those online for the chance at the mm -hmm. gazillion dollars if you get a perfect bracket. And then I uh, usually add a local pub. Or whatnot, I get into one, um, which are always nice. 
Those are always good. I like it in the brackets. Uh, you know, those two days are very non-productive at work for everybody in the world. That Thursday and Friday this year will be, what, the 15th and the 16th? We're actually super busy at my work. Well, <laughs> you guys are for what you do. We yeah. cover the games, so yes. Yeah, so you, you're super busy. You, you, you're going into hell week. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Actually, uh, it's not as bad as like the Olympics slash Australian Open. Because with the Australian Open, you got to cover hours in like the middle of the night. Yeah, at least the basketball games are on at a normal time when we've already got like, basketball teams go from noon until midnight or till one a.m. Which sounds like a long time. It is it a is, long time. It's, it's more noon than half till, a day. It's it's thirteen hours of well, it's more than that. It's, but they, it's the time of day 11, when normal people they start are at eleven a.m. Actually, they're eleven a.m. Mm. till uh, one a.m. is when they finish. Yeah. I, oh man, I can't wait. Every year, like. After, like, the first weekend, I'm like, I'm not doing a bracket next year. Because <laughs> it just ruins my enjoyment. Like, I just, part of me just wants to skip it this year and just, just, I remember the one just year. watch the games and appreciate the basketball. And, like, don't be, like, rooting for Duke to, like, avoid an upset just because you picked Duke. Because we I, all yeah. know that, it, it, like, I loved watching Mercer when they upset Duke. Did I pick Mercer? No. Hell no. But was I rooting for him? Like, kind of, Not yeah. until, it, like, for a while, by, like, the... Like, second half of the second half, I was like, all right, if this is going to happen, let's enjoy it. So for the first half, you're like, dude, come on, I need that money. Speaking of Duke, I was, uh, Amanda and I were out and about on Saturday night, and we went out to dinner, and the place we were at, we were sitting at the bar and having dinner, and they had the TVs on, it was the Duke-UNC game, which is one yeah. of the best games ever, and there was a handful of UNC guys. And at halftime, they went outside and smoked. I went outside and smoked. And of course they smoked. They're from North Carolina. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then, so I was outside smoking with them, and I was bullshit with them, and they're like, yeah, like this is all great, you know. UNC's up by ten at the half, and, mm-hmm. I, was, and I told him, I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I was like, I always pull for Duke in this. I was like, because I'm more of a Duke fan than I am a UNC fan. Where really, I, I like watching the game, but I like Duke better than UNC, just because of their history and Coach K and all that. But uh, I was like, I'll bet you, I was like, I'll bet you our barbell versus your barbell. I says that Duke comes back and wins this game. I said, I won't give Lucky you points. Game. I says, but. I was like, but dude comes back and wins. I was like, we're praying I'll probably leave him before the end of the game. I said, but I'll stay if you guys want to bet the barbell. And they're like, Man. nah, nah, we can't do that. Can't do that. Man, Man, you're lucky. You, you almost had to like pick up a southern bar tab. <laughs> it would have been a couple hundred bucks, too. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was four guys. It was yeah. Amanda and I. Yeah, so. that's... Uh... Yeah, man. And the place we were at is like seven dollar beers. So you, I mean, you, you need to be like, look, Hess, I need you down here right now. We need we need to start putting up some numbers <laughs> and rooting for the Blue Devils. <laughs> yeah, because Mike always runs the uh, the pool at the R bar. I mean, so. he hasn't done it. That the football thing he used to run. Uh, oh, it was Bryce that ran the Bryce ran the basketball. And Bryce then, ran the basketball. And then when Bryce when Bryce got married, Julia took over and ran it one year. Yeah. Um. And that Bryce lives in North Carolina now. I know. Man, the year Julia won it, though, like, the guy who won who won all the money, he didn't even fill out his own bracket. He's like, just give me Obama's picks, but then pick the opposite of who Obama picked in the championship game. And he ended up winning. Wow. So. Sorry, Matt. Well, we got, uh, so we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll have our talk next week on brackets. The brackets should be out after this weekend that we can fill out brackets. You and I will fill out our own bracket on the show. We'll fill out our own bracket, 
and we'll have you versus me and see what happens. Okay, that's cool. Um, I can ha- I can handle a third bracket. Okay, it just be you. It's well, just for fun. You know what? And get Julia to fill one out. We'll get Amanda to fill out. It'll be the four of us and see who comes into that. The bold sports bracket challenge. Bold sports bracket challenge. Maybe we'll throw it on Twitter. See if anybody else wants to get down with us. Why the we'll hell not? We'll do it. So. Well, we, did you say we have some local soccer news? To, oh yes, to I do. Talk in about? fact, have some local soccer news. Um, the Riverhounds are in their preseason still. Um, they're undefeated, which is as it should be because they mostly play college teams in the preseason, like regional colleges. Um, they play like Pitt. And they played Duquesne. Pitt. They played that Charleston, West Virginia college that I just found out about. That's mm. not the same as the one in South Carolina. Okay. Um, Hence why you mentioned they played that. Akron. Um, I don't know, but they've. Um, the big news this week is they've got a new signing. Um, the owner of the team teased it on Sunday on Twitter that he had a big announcement on Monday. And on Monday, they announced that they signed Ben Zemanski. Um, who's Why got, does that name sound familiar? Because he sounds like every motherfucker from Pittsburgh that you've ever met. <laughs> also, Mike Zemanski from, from Arbar. Yes! The, 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 the heavy metal roadie. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah, that guy. I don't That's know if they're what... related. I don't know if they're related. Ben Zemanski's from Cleveland. And Mike Zemanski lives over here in Castle Shannon. Does he now? I see him around. I mean... Yeah, he's he lives over behind the golf course. At least he did. Or that might have been at his sister's house. But I don't anyway. know. He used to live in Brookline, but last time I saw him, he said he moved. Anyway. Well, he used to date Mel. I mean, so... We'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Anyway, anyway <laughs> so Ben Zemanski, newest Riverhound. Um, he's got MLS experience, which is kind of rare for this level you know like to, to sign somebody who you know played at a higher level than the usl i mean it's it's a big deal like yeah i guess he's like a little bit older so you you know you maybe like take a step back from like a, the high level that you're on and like you know anyway like this guy's a mansky people are gonna love him in pittsburgh someone pointed this out on twitter once once they signed him of course what do you do you look up see if they have any tweets that are worth talking about and his most recent tweet that wasn't a retweet was, like, complaining about the Jesse James catch in that Patriots game and how he thought it was, like, a catch. So he's going to fit in real well here in Pittsburgh. People are going to like this guy. Um, he played for the Portland Timbers, which, you know, they've, they've got, you know, they won an MLS Cup a couple years ago. It's a pretty good, you know, well-supported team up there in the Northwest. Uh, their coach is Caleb Porter, who used to coach at Akron. Um, Zemanski played at Akron, so this is kind of like a homecoming for him, technically. I mean, you know, better here than Cincinnati, right? So we're excited about this. Anything's Um, better than Cincinnati. Yeah, and also the single-game tickets are on sale now for the Riverhounds, so... We're going to see if we can go to a game. Oh, I'm definitely... You're you're going to have to to explain soccer to me. As long as the bar's open, I have a couple beers, I'll be happy. Yeah, the bar's nice. You'll like the bar. It's a nice bar. Um, and yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good time. We'll definitely hit up some games. I'm going to, I'm going to use a few vacation days to make sure I can get to like the good ones. Um, so like we got that locally and then like, you know, as far as, as far as me, um, I had a tough time yesterday cause I had to watch Crystal Palace blow a two goal lead to Manchester United, which is the team my dad likes. And it's like the only sports thing where me and my dad differ at all. So... I didn't even have time to, like, talk trash on it because I was busy, but I had the game on. And every time I got up and left the room, another goal was scored. So clearly I need to just, like, calm the hell down and, like, quit, you know, multitasking. 
So that was, that was, it was really heartbreaking. And, you know, by the time I like see my family on Sunday, it's, it's probably going to, you know, it, it will already have been forgotten. But um, it was it was an exciting game on a on a Monday afternoon, um, and then I was watching a little like Mexican soccer before I came here because I get ESPN Deportes now. Actually, I think I get ESPN Deportes too on some random like not an HD random low channel. Yeah, I don't know where it um, is on my cable. I just I know I get it on my Fire TV. So, you know, I set up with that, and yeah, like there's a Champions League game tomorrow. That I'm probably gonna watch, and then Crystal Palace plays Chelsea on Sunday, which is my friend Todd's favorite team. So it's, oh it's, yeah, it's rivalry week. Todd, Todd. I haven't seen Todd forever. I don't hang out at the R bar much anymore. Yeah, it's it's sad. Better. It's sad. My advice: go to Staples. Go to Staples. If I want to see Todd, want to see Todd go he to sold st- me my desk. <laughs> he spent a lot of time with me on that desk. Like seriously, man. Like. Like I've I've had I've bought cars from people who weren't that attentive, like seriously. <laughs> Todd's a good dude, and Todd I love, my, and I love my desk, and I hate fucking Chelsea. So there's that. Awesome. So we got some uh, good Riverhounds news. So this Samansky kid does he play? Uh, is he forward? Is he a defenseman? He's a mid, he's a midfielder. Um, he's he's more of like a pass distributor slash defender. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't really have a lot of goals to speak of, but you know, you need you need somebody who can like marshal the ball, you know, get possession back from the other team, distribute it forward to people who can score. Um, so you know, we've we've got the goal scorers, and we've had some some good goaltending from what I've been reading in in the preseason. So basically, if this Samansky kid scores. It's going to be on one of those long, like, shots from midfield. Most likely. You know, and the ball, like, the goalie misplays it on a stupid, wacky play or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anybody could score. I mean, it's like hockey. Yeah. I mean, anybody can score. I mean, I've watched goalies score in hockey. Mm. Yeah, goalies score in soccer, too. I scored a goal in soccer from, like, playing, like, defense, like, three quarters of the field. I just kicked it as hard as I could. And the goalie was out too far, and he just misjudged it. And like I see him like running around, like he's like a center fielder who lost the ball in the sun. Oh. And I was just like, I knew it was going in, and it. <laughs> I mean, this happened when I was like eight, but yes, this, this was like the crown and glory of my soccer career. When you were eight years old, because I I was like a, I played left wing back, you know. So my my job was to, you know, stop the speedy guys that run down the flanks and try to like, curl passes into the middle. My job was to make sure they couldn't get a pass off. And I was pretty damn good at it. But the coaches were always like, once you get the ball, just pass it to someone else who knows what to do with it. There you go. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. We're going to come back and talk about some NFL and some MLB. We'll be back after these few things from our friends at Sorgatron Media. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, we're back. Uh, Hope you enjoyed that little bit from our friends at Sorgatron Media. So, Matt, NFL news. What did you uh, hear that kind of like went, made you go, huh, really? 
this uh, week? Nothing. <laughs> nothing surprises me. Well, here's the one that made me go, huh, this week, which came across today. NFL referee Ed Hockley retires after 28 years of officiating. He will be replaced by his son. Uh, okay, that did the son part. The son part made me go, wait a minute, nepotism my ass. I didn't know that we had like a hereditary like refereeship in the NFL. Right? Like, that's kind of crazy. I mean, obviously, like, the Roonies are going to, like, hand down the Steelers to the next Rooney. Um, but, yeah, I, I had no... Like, how is Ed Hockley's son? Like, I didn't read anything about him. Is he, like, a college ref? Um, is he, like, play a shit ton of Madden? Like, how... how I mean, like... How is he qualified to be a ref? Yeah, I don't know. Like, aren't there, are there other refs? I mean, it's not a full-time gig. So... What, are just too many people, like, would prefer a full-time job? And Ed Hockley's kid can, like, what, like, live off the spoils of his dad's, like, successful refereeing career? Well, okay, do you know what Ed Hockley does as a full-time job? Is he, like, some kind of, like, alligator wrestler? Well, I mean, he's jacked up and body, he's, <laughs> like, cut. Everybody's got missed the guns. I mean, I've watched Ed Hockley lay out linemen. See like Steven Seagal's stunt double? Like, no. What, is, what does he do for a living? He's the Bobby Del Greco of Arizona. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Yeah. So what, like my lawyer could beat your lawyer's ass like, kind of thing? Like, <laughs> Okay, so you hire Ed Hockley, not yeah. only could he kick your ass, but he gets you out of jail. Oh, yeah. Like when you're guilty as hell, you hire Ed Hockley and you go home. That's and crazy. it costs you a lot of money. You know, I know like, I know from like my, my job in media... Like, I get to see a lot of ads from local markets. Actually, I think Ed Hockley's Arizona and North Carolina, I believe. How'd that work? Uh, he's in two states. He has two, like, the Cochran firm. Come on, man. Well, uh, the Cochran firm. I mean, there's like. There's one in L.A. There's, there's one in D.C. It's Johnny Cochran, man. Like, and he's dead. He's dead, but, like, the people he hired are alive. Right? Like, I know a lawyer have multiple firms. I, mean, I know a lawyer here in town who's, like, admitted in, like, Jersey and PA. Well, like I know it seems, it's like that's a lot of travel to be like. I know a couple lawyers are admitted in PA, Ohio, West Virginia, Maryland. Right, these are all know. like contiguous states to each other. Yeah, um, I think he's. I think he has. I think he's North Carolina and Arizona. Well, that's crazy. My, all I know about Arizona like criminal defense law is that there is like a ton of DUIs, and like they have ads all the time during like like Diamondbacks games or like Coyotes games, and it's for like DUI. Like, oh yeah, you know, and like I know David Schrager's always on the Pens games, but he's not like specifically. He's like any criminal offense I can help you, and I know David Schrager, but like, you know, to be the server the, of bartender, the, the, I know a lot of lawyers. I'm sure you do, <laughs> like, but like the, the thing is, like, just the amount of like DUIs that that they're like working in. Uh, I'd love to have Ed Hockley as my DUI lawyer, dude. Oh yeah. He'd be like, listen, man, like, I got you off, but you got to let me give you a well, well, my, for, like, my 30 seconds. Well, my favorite one was... Uh, 30 seconds of noogies and ARD. So so my, my favorite one was, <laughs> was uh, DVE. I, I believe it was Randy Bauman on DVE. Remember when uh, uh, Tayamu for the Steelers? Yes. Whenever he banged up, like, mm-hmm. 15 cars down on one street in the details, south side. Details. And and up... And you know, getting tased two or three times or whatever and, and so forth. I'd take that trade. 
Um, <laughs> but so it, I think Randy Bauman on DVE said, and they says, well, Teamu, uh, he was facing DUI charges and this charge and that charge, that charge. Um, hired Bob Del Greco as his attorney. Don't worry, this will be a minor moving violation by Thursday, and he'll be back on the team tomorrow. That's <laughs> eh, not exactly what happened. But... No, it's not exactly what happened, but I mean, you know. Man, I just, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, NFL, other uh, local NFL news, uh, Steelers did place the franchise tag on Lev Bell. Which is why I said nothing's... By nothing the way, the Capitals just lost, so they gained zero points tonight, which is beautiful. That's good. Um... But so yeah, they, we we all figured they were gonna place the franchise tag on Lev Bell uh, because they didn't come to a deal. Today was the last day to do it. They have till July six twelve twelve a.m. July sixteenth. So call it July fifteenth to make a to get a long term deal finished. Right, and they don't do negotiations in season. And the, the and the Steelers don't negotiate during season. And it's hard to negotiate with someone who ain't in Westmoreland County when the rest of the team is in Westmoreland County. Yeah. So if he holds out a camp, like... When you're in Florida, you know... um, Yeah, when you're in Florida, it's hard to negotiate. Uh, But, you know, he has his agent, his agents to negotiate. I mean, he's wanting a considerable amount of dough. Which, you know what, and I had a talk with my one uh, manager at work today about this. And um, he's like, he's like, why the hell does he want 15 mil a year? The highest paid running back is at eight and a half mil. I'm like, well, here's what Lev Bell is thinking. And I get his line of thinking. is He's the number one back on the team. He's the number two receiver. He has the most touches of anybody. He has the most yards. He had a 2,000-yard season total yards from scrimmage. Between rushing and receiving. So, he wants to get paid like the number one running back and a number two receiver. I get it. Running backs have their life expectancy in the NFL to be, what, three to five years? Mm -hmm. You know, he's in that window right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't have a problem with him wanting to get paid. I don't have a problem with it either. I don't have a problem. If the Steelers pay him, great. If they don't pay him, cool too. Like, that's fine. Um, When, like, have the Steelers ever gone, like, bankrupt? They will never. So, there's a salary cap. Like, there is a limit to how much they can pay Le'Veon Bell. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not like he's going to hit him for, like, a billion dollars. Like, he can't do that. Like, he can't get that money from any team. So, his options are constricted to the other 31 teams in the NFL um, or the Steelers, or he can hold out, or he can retire. And on the other side, like the Steelers, who, who else are they going to have? Who's, who's going to be their running back if not Le'Veon Bell? James Conner. James Conner. Okay. If he's good to come back after his knee injury. Right. Uh, or they draft somebody. And I, I did watch a little bit of the Combine over the weekend. I watched a little bit of the Combine Which throughout the week, so too. Which is so weird, because I never so watched the to watch Combine. It. It's been on at work all yeah, week. Yeah, that's the thing. I was, I was at a bar, and it was on. Yeah. And I, I said to Julie, I was like, I can't believe I'm watching the Combine. And she's like, what are you talking about? I love the Combine. <laughs> like, she's like, didn't I ever tell you how much I love watching the Combine? So. She just loves watch. She loves, like, the standing vertical leap. Oh, I was like, watching that at work the other day. I was, I was like, bored. I, I don't even care. Like, I, I like cover sports for a living, and like, I really don't care about the combine. And it's on at work all the time because, like, 
the NFL Network is a client of ours. But like I, I but like I just happened to be watching a little bit of the combine when they had the running backs group, and like they were doing the forty. Very yards. clearly, very clearly showed like Steelers personnel, you know, in the mix. Like watching, and oh, they're yeah. not going to get Barkley. No, so it's figuring to, out like if they want to take a running, but I don't think they're going to take a running back in the first round. I think they're. Oh uh, no, they're going to take a linebacker. Like, what they're going to do? And like, listen, like I don't think that, I think the fans would give them a pass if. Bell like holds out all year or retires because of his franchise. Okay, tag. okay, okay. If the Steelers suck next year because Bell's being like a greedy little shithead. Okay, like, here, I'll give him right, a pass. I right. think most fans will give him a pass. All right, all right. Here's the deal. But he's not gonna retire. I exactly because you don't get paid if you're retired. Also, he's gonna do gone social. Also, if he sits out, he doesn't get paid. He's looking at fourteen point five four million mm-hmm. one year, even after the hefty taxes that yeah. we know these guys pay. Yeah. He's still gonna clear nine million. Why wouldn't you just come to work or and, like, eight million? Just get like a leather recliner, like also, James Harrison, and just like nap all day at the facility. Also, we know that um, for fifteen million. Also, a year. we know that the Steelers have everybody on the offensive line. Signed. Yeah. We know that Ben signed. Brown signed. Bryant's under contract. Um, and you got Marquise Pouncey. Rogers under contract. You got Marquise Pouncey putting his thumb on the scale, like trying to like make sure that, you know, the Steelers make Le'Veon Bell part of their team next year. It's a no brainer. I mean, of course you want Le'Veon Bell. Like the franchise right. tag was designed to keep teams from All losing right. their best player to free agency. All right, here's and this. that's exactly what it's doing right now. This comes from this comes from ESPN, and <coughs> it basically says right here, Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right. There are no winners in the Steelers Bell situation. Pittsburgh faces another off season uh, through which Bell is sure to hold out, and it's possible that he could even sit out a regular season game or two. At Seattle's uh, Cam Chancellor did a couple. As Seattle's Cam Chancellor did a couple uh, uh, years ago, the Steelers' best case scenario is if they get Bell deal finished before July, uh, is that he plays great and there's uh, the same sp- and they're in the same spot next year when franchising their superstar back for the third straight uh, season. Now I didn't know they could franchise him a third year. This is where I didn't know this. If they French, if they. If he plays this year and they can't get another long-term deal done, they can franchise him one more time, which would be $20.943 million if they can't get him signed to a long-term deal by the July 15th deadline. Um, and so this could be Bell's last season as a Steeler. Now, I didn't know that they could franchise him a third time. Mm. Isn't that like what's going on with Cousins in Washington? Yeah. Which Cousins is basically walking away right now because it comes through. Where is it at here about Cousins? Um, Drew Brees is also in a in a in a, in a rock and a hard spot where they got to sign him or or he's a free agent right now. Um, but that Drew Brees is a guy who's actually like old enough to retire. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. Once even one, my mom was like, "Hasn't Drew Brees been yeah, around yeah. like forever?" Nineteen ninety eight. We were watching that that Saints Vikings playoff game. And yeah, she's ni- like, Drew ni- Brees, like nineteen ninety eight was when Drew Brees came in the league. Um, uh, yeah, once Washington trade for Alex Smith, there's no way 
Uh, it was really tagging Kirk Cousins again for $35 million and trying to trade him as such. Tuesday just marked an expected end of Cousins' time in Washington and uh, served as a remainder of how badly the organization bungled the situation each of the past two off-seasons. Um, they bungle everything, man. But They're like the bungles dude, of the NFC. Dude, Dan Snyder just... He makes some dumb, dumb decisions, and that's what happens when you've got that much money, man. Like you're always dude, insulated I mean, against your I mean, own stupidity. He, he, brought, he, he brought in, he brought back Joe Gibbs. Mm-hmm. He brought Deion Sanders in. He brought like all these, oh, you know, he, he, Alex Hainsworth when he got him as a hundred and twenty million dollars, signed him a free agent whenever Alex Hainsworth left Tennessee. Mm. I mean, come on, Deshaun Jackson. Oh, yeah, Deshaun Jackson. That was a bust. Uh, you know, Bell sent out a nice tweet earlier that said, you know, as a young, as a 21-year-old kid from from a, from a small-town Ohio to come to a city that helped make me the man I am, that I want to, you know, I want to play and, and, and I want to be in Pittsburgh and retire as a Steeler, hashtag, uh, go pit um you know you you see that and you're like you're speaking this but then you're also saying if you're not paying me i'm gone well i mean that's the reality and like yeah like it's pr you know he he knows he has fans he's not stupid like all this hold up all this holdout talk like keeps his name in the news you know and it's it's a long off season Mm -hmm. so you know he knows how to market himself. Get a deal by July fifteenth. That's all I'm saying because I don't want to have to deal with the whole. Because he he has if he sits out, he has to week ten to come back. But I don't know if they have to pay him all the money, even if he comes back before week ten. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if they don't have a deal done by July fifteenth, and he's franchise tagged, it's either sit out or play. There, you know, the whole holding out thing does nothing. It, the last year when he held out under because he was mad about the franchise tag, basically was him being like, I just don't want to go to training camp. So we could be looking at that again that he just doesn't want to go to training camp. I don't want to go to training I wouldn't want to go to training camp either. <laughs> There's probably going to be all kinds of structure, all kinds of construction on Route 30. Just like our <laughs> I know, <races>. right? <laughs> but whatever. So, Man. speaking of some uh, free agents that are still out there, NFL-wise, um, let me see. I just had a quick rundown of, of franchise tags that came across my feed today. Um, where'd they go? Uh, Bears place uh, transition tag on Kyle Fuller, uh, putting the cornerback on transition tag. Chicago can match any offer made to Fuller. Uh, Rams place franchise tag on uh, LaMarcus Joyner. Uh, they also use their non-exclusive tag on um, uh, Sammy Watkins as well. Uh, there's a couple other tags that hit earlier today. Uh, no really big free agent signings in the NFL. Uh, but then you have some Major League Baseball news. Have you got to watch any preseason? No. I well, I mean, like it's not like anyone's preventing me from watching it. I just don't really make it a priority. So uh, I'm kind of prevented from watching if I'm home because we downsize our cable package, mm-hmm. and I don't have MLB Network. 
Oh, well, you come over to my house, man. Uh, yeah. I got all that shit. I should. I should. We don't have any cooking shows. But you got all the sports. And I have the cooking show. Ah, shit. Man. Alright. But you know me, I only watch Columbo Marathon. So. Right, exactly. I'm gonna have to upgrade our cable package, you know, to get MLB and shit, and NHL, because it's kind of killing me. Like, I was like, did it, just like, eh, we'll save some money and do this and do that, you know. And now I'm kind of like, uh. Well, I got the email today. I've been waiting for this. Past few years, T-Mobile gives a free subscription to MLB.TV. And I finally got the confirmation in my email today that I get it again this year for free. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to signing up for MLB TV and watching out-of-market games because I can't watch pirate games. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But um, baseball, I'm, I'm excited for baseball to get here, but, like, I used to be so much more excited. I was, I was just thinking back to, like, couple years ago with the Pirates and like how much optimism there was and right I know it was only a couple seasons and most of the most of it's just been bad but like once you just get a little taste of that man it just mm. like it'd be nice it'd be nice to say like I know this team's gonna be in the wild card hunt until September but, but I, I can't I, I, I was, can't say that you know but I, I I get to watch well I'm at work during the day and even when I go in in the evening uh, MLB Network shows some games. Uh, I know that we talked to. Uh, I talked to my buddy at uh, AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, he's program director down there. Uh, he told me that that they're showing twelve preseason games. I just don't know which ones. He he wasn't quite sure either, um, or he didn't tell me which ones anyway. Uh, but I had to watch. I, so I like today at work. I watched the Mets game. They were playing. Uh, shit, who the hell are they playing? The Nationals? Mm. Uh, I've seen... Because MLB shows a, uh, um, a Grapefruit League game at 1, and at 4 they show a Cactus League game. Yeah, I wonder if Hess knew that that was on. Probably. <laughs> you know? Uh, and then... The guy DVRs every Mets game. He know? does, he does. That way he watches it when he, he gets He won't home. let me talk about baseball in his presence, because he's like, I don't watch still got game like yet. a week's worth of Mets games to catch up on. I know, right? It's yeah. like, guess what? Matt Harvey died. Well, no, just kidding. Well, you know, <laughs> and whenever he got the MLB package a yeah. couple of years, and, and there would be a couple of us that would go down to his house Fuck. to watch games while he was at work because he worked yeah. 7 at night till yeah. 7 in the morning. It's like a Cardinals, like, Yankees, like, Mets flop house, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, I'm not I'm not even involved because, like, I can watch the Pirates on any anyone's TV. Yeah. But, like, if I if I was, like, well, I, guess, if I, I was following the like, market team. I went down to watch Red Sox games. Did you see? I did. Yeah, yeah. I went down to watch Red. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. The guy never locks his door. Yeah, I, mean, I know. <laughs> oh, he does. He does because I've gotten that call at like three in the morning. Hey, I locked. <laughs> I locked myself out. <laughs> Do you have a key to my house? <laughs> Mike, no. check your other pocket. Yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> but so speaking <laughs> of some uh, free agency stuff here, we got Jake Arrieta. Is still unsigned. 2015. Why do I have a hundred? Why do I have a thousand and twenty-five written? Wow, I suck at typing. It's two thousand. I'm dyslexic as shit. No, 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 man. Like, that, like, I mean, that was the golden age of baseball. They didn't have any labor stoppages. They didn't even. They didn't even pay the people, man. 
I have 1025 written. And you it's can, you two- can just call the opposing pitcher a witch, <laughs> and they had to take him out of the game. It's 2015. And that he was a Cy Young winner uh, for Chicago. Um, the Nationals uh, are a team that is talked most about around him. Uh, Scott Boris is his agent. We know how Scott Boris is. He, he doesn't take um, yes for an answer. <laughs> yeah, he's a yes and guy. Yeah, he's, he's like, like uh, we want that, and then we want more. Yeah, yeah, he's like, so that sounds good, but can we get this too? Mm-hmm. Um, so Jay Garrietta being a free agent still out there. Um, you know what? And they even talked mildly about the Pirates possibly signing him. <laughs> so the first thing hilarious. wrong with that is that you'd have to get the Nuggets to spend money. The second thing wrong with that is would this town embrace Jake Arrieta? Yeah. Probably. In a heartbeat, man. Even though he did some dirty to us. He didn't he do played. dirty. He just did his he job. He didn't do dirty. He did you his know job. What I mean? You're right. It's not like Terrell Suggs like, threatening to like, kill you know what? Andrew McCutcheon. You know what? Terrell, you know? Terrell Suggs, though, is probably one of the only Ravens I respect. No, right. But, like, he would all, but Terrell Suggs would say shit like, we're gunning for Roethlisberger's head. Yeah. You know? But that's also and, Terrell Suggs. Like, Jake Arrieta never said, like, did, I don't even know if he ever, like, beamed one of our players. Like, like Chapman, maybe. Chapman might be a tough sell. Right. Um, but Jake Arrieta, I mean, he would, he, he's going to, the reason we're talking about him at the Nationals is he would, he would actually go to a third spot, maybe a fourth, maybe a fourth spot. And the Nationals behind, are close. Behind, like well, behind yeah. uh, Strasburg and Scherzer. Scherzer's are ace. Strasburg was supposed to be their ace as a young kid. Mm-hmm. I still remember. I think I was with you at the R-Bar. We watched that game, that fucking Strasburg's first game call-up. It was against the Pirates in D.C., and he threw a no-hitter for seven innings. I don't know if I... I think I was working that game. You might have been working I that was, game. Man. I, I remember watching I, I did. I did Cole's debut. I did McCutcheon's yeah. debut. Um, I, I, I was at McCutcheon's debut. I, I had but, Burnett's near no-hitter. Oh god! I've, I've had game. both times that the Pirates have gotten no hit in in recent years. Yeah, uh, but so it would just Arietta. I mean, you got you're you're 28 days from opening day. Mm. So if he's gonna go somewhere, he's got to get into a camp and get. I'm not saying the guy's not in baseball shape, but he is on the wrong side of 30. Mm. He has had some injuries, mm-hmm. no arm stuff. Or did did he have Tommy John early on in his career? I don't, think I don't so. know. I don't think so. But for the most part, he's he's had some injuries, nothing catastrophic. Whatever. Here's the other one. Uh Neil Walker. Now that is actually kind of a realistic Neil Walker's still out there. Um Home now count, discount. Now if the Bucks would to bring him back, it would be more of a good faith gesture. I was reading an article in the PG earlier today um, saying that how, you know, they 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 have the money. It's if they want to spend it. But the issues are uh, there's already a crowded infield. Mm-hmm. He would kind of be a, an off-the-bench, not an everyday guy. That's kind of crazy to think uh, about. Um that he, you know, but they're paying Harrison all that money. He's pretty good at thirty-two. Um, he's thirty-two years old again. He's on the wrong side of thirty. 
He does have a checkered past when it comes to injuries, and it would be a few million to bring him in. Because, all right, now, now, you, now think about it. Josh Bell first. Mm-hmm. Harrison second short. Mercer. Mercer at short. Mercer short second. Freeze at third. Freeze at third. And then you have uh, S-Rod, mm. who's your... Now your first baseman outfielder fill in guy off he's the like, bench. He's like he's like the Gary Reedus. Yeah. Role. I mean I mean and I'm sure S Rod could play short. Jay Hay can play anywhere. We oh, know yeah, that. Yeah. I mean everybody nobody in the major leagues would turn down a, ch- a chance to play shortstop. No. They probably did at some point play shortstop. Like nobody who's in the major leagues was like just okay, let me let me start. Everyone in the major leagues was probably the best kid on their little league team. Yes. At some point. Yes. Unless they were on like a sick little league team like Todd Frazier's like World Series champion little league team from wow. New Jersey. Wow. Where they have a statue at the Ocean County Mall of that team. <laughs> they do. It's the only statue of little league athletes that I know of. I... Yes. I mean, we got a Wagner statue. We got a Clemente statue. We got a Stargell statue. We don't have a Little We don't have, statue. like, a Steve Fernold, like, Bellevue Little League statue. No. Whatever. There will never be one, either. <laughs> there will never be one, either. There would be a... There would be a John Warner uh, statue before me. Yeah, or, for me, or, it'd, be, it'd be Bernie Smith. Or, or Kevin <laughs> Reinhardt. You Jimmy know, Carney. You know. The big Bambino. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Yeah, it was it was definitely not a Steve Fernold statue at all. Uh, you, my mom would get a statue before me. Yeah, because she was the umpire forever. Oh, f- wow. My mom umpired from Wait when a I was minute. age seven, and she umpired. How the hell old is my mom? Sixty. She umpired till she was. 56? 57? Really? Yeah. I've umpired on the field with my mom. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool, man. I've done bases and she's done plate. I've done plate. She's done bases. She umpired my games when I was a little kid. Man, I've never seen an umpire throw another umpire out of a game. She's never thrown me out. <laughs> she's never thrown me out of a game as a player or an umpire. But she has yelled me to tuck in my shirt. You're fired, number two. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, my mom, my mom, mo- North Hills News Record. Remember that newspaper? Did an article on her a couple times. I mean, yeah. you know, it was, you know, but she umpired Bellevue Avalanche. Oh, that's good, man. She umpired Avonworth. Um, yeah, she my umpired Berkeley umpire. Hills and and Brighton Heights. We we had a little. We had an umpire in Edgewood. His first of all, his name is Bill Hahn, which is the same as there's actual major league umpire by the same name. Yeah. And this guy, one summer, I think he had like four jobs. He was he was like the like park maintenance slash like infield dragger slash lawnmower guy at the field during the day. He umpired games at night, like early evening. Then late at night, he'd go bounce at Murphy's. Nice. And then he was also like a ranking cop. Hmm. <laughs> so like. This guy basically had me by the balls, like, before I was even old enough to, like, actually do any real dirt. <laughs> I'm he's sorry. Like, I'm your little league umpire. I know all about you. So, here's the thing about the best best area, little league, high school umpires and whatnot. Westview Joe. Everybody knows Westview I've Joe. I've heard of him. Screaming Westview Joe. He would always, he would come out and he'd read the lineup card before every game. He's the only umpire that ever did. He'd read in the lineup card. 
batting off for, and he'd scream it. Whenever he called strikes, it was scream. Whenever he called outs, it was scream. Uh, and he, they, they quit letting him umpire behind the plate when he was seventy-five. Oh wow! And he umpired, and he umpired the bases up till a couple of years ago. He's in his nineties. Man, like put it this way, he graduated high school with my grandmother. That's like the West. My grandmother's man. been gone a while. Mm. Um, so he's in his nineties, and he used to do basketball too. He'd do like high school basketball rep and everything. Probably the best local. If you know local little league baseball, high school ball, Palomino League, Legion ball, anything, Westview Joe. Uh, that's all you need to know. It's a thankless job. It is. It's I mean, tough, man. I umpired for years whenever because I can't play anymore and whatnot mm. and shit. And I, I umpired. My mom umpired. I, I'd umpire with my mom. I'd umpire behind the plate. I'd do little league ball. I'd do pony league ball. It, it was good. I mean, you know. I got, I got paid for it, and it wasn't a whole lot, but it was more fun than it was the money. It it, it bought me a couple beers on the way home. Yeah. You See, know? I used I used to run the scoreboard at my brother's Catholic grade school basketball games. That's, right, that's, yeah. that's pretty much my the dad used of to keep score when I when I was a kid. My dad used to keep score. My mom would umpire. Mm-hmm. My dad would keep score. Yeah, like I in basketball, you know? like I'd I'd run the clock and the scoreboard and do the book and the possession arrow, which was like literally an arrow. That you like had to like flip over to play. Yeah, 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 man. Like so, that was like oh, people were way too. So like, here's another thing with the Buckos. Another thing with the Buckos, Matt. Uh, Jung Ho Gong. What? Will most likely not be back in Pittsburgh oh, this year. Man, I thought um, you were gonna say that. Like, you know, he shipped his Daewoo Lanos to the, to the <laughs> Pittsburgh airport, and he's. <laughs> He's ready to get that license back. Yeah, most likely will not be back in Pittsburgh this year. Maybe not ever. Who knows? Uh, his visa is still being held up. Huntington admitted he took some bad advice from Coonley. Coonley, last year, said, we're going to get it worked on. Don't worry about it. We'll get it worked on. Plan for gung. Plan for gung. And Because Coonley's got some insight on the whole, like, yeah, yeah, DUI process. Yeah, because and also Killian knows how like United States um, visas work, mm. right? Yeah, like you and I know how United States visas work. Jesus Christ! I mean, I know how a visa works. When I swipe at the machine at the store, it gives me my product as long as I have enough money on it. When it comes to work visas, travel visas, and international visas. Fuck no! Unless Man, it's a Visa card. I had to get a tourist. <laughs> I had to get a tourist visa for India. I know you did, and it's like you were there longer than. And all you're doing is days, asking right? for thirty days. Yeah, because anything but longer than ten days is. I was, there for, 10, I was is, there for ten days exactly. Oh, you were there both for ten times. I went. I think you just need one period to go there, ah. and even just that is like a ton of extra paperwork. You know, and like I can't imagine like getting like a, a like a work visa, immigration. Um, Criminal record, yeah, yeah, type scenario. So I, I'll honestly, but here's the thing: I can't find anything out, and I don't know if I just didn't dig deep enough. Um, if it's the U.S. that's holding him up, or if it's Korea that's saying no, we're gonna keep you here and make you be a bitch. No, I think it's the U.S. I think it is the U.S. Also, I did see that Jung Ho Gong did get to go to Dominican mm-hmm. to play winter ball. Yeah, like they let him go to Dominican. Guess what happened? Did he get a DUI? No. Did he wreck his car? No. He did, he well, he's sucked. not allowed to drive. He had like an, an, a personal driver that fired his bottom. But in Dominican, yeah, he got um, 
he 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 got uh, cut from the team. Mm. He was not in baseball shape. Wow, that sucks. Now that now they were talking about how last year, um, you know, without Gum, without Marte for was it fifty games, and Polanco's injuries on and off throughout the season. Mm. They lost 55 home runs. Now, if they would have all of them together this year on the team, that would put them back into the average home runs per team, which is still not good enough, of course, is what no. they said. And, of course, what we know is not good enough. But it would be a lot better than we were last year. Yeah. So, honestly, you look at it, the Pirates lineup's not too bad. It just sucks that... Yeah. They're, they're missing. They brought one. it. They brought in what's his name from Tampa, Dickerson. Dickerson. So you got Marte in center. You got Polanco and Ray. You're gonna have Freeze it at at uh, at third. Short's gonna be Mercer. Second's gonna be Jay Hay. First is Bell. Pitching is where I'm worried about. And catching you're gonna have Savelli. And then Stewart's still there, I think. And if not, Diaz is right Diaz. behind him. And Stallings is still with him. Stallings too. is still with him too, and he's the bullpen dude. Mm. But Pitching, you got Tyone, you have um, Glass now. Those are the only two I remember right now, <laughs> honestly. Bull- pitching oh, was a problem uh, last Nova. year. Nova, Nova, yeah, you got Nova? Nova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, it's basically last year's team, which wasn't good enough, minus McCutcheon, and minus which Cole. makes them less good, and, minus, and Cole. minus Cole, which makes them less good. So I think the Pirates are going to be less good this year. Yeah. And as far as that gun stuff goes, like. I feel bad for the guy who was maintaining the ice surface at the Olympic Curling Arena. Did you see that guy? <laughs> no. He had a pirate hat. Oh. I watched like I watched curling like every night for two weeks, and like I caught several glimpses of this guy, and he's just like a Korean guy who like they don't use a zamboni; it's more like a floor buffer. Yeah. And um, and he's wearing a pirate's hat. And first of all, like I can't believe that they weren't like, no, you've got to wear some sort of like Olympic hat, Pyeongchang Olympic branded whatever but he's like no man like i'm the best curling floor buffer in korea bro like i wear my pirates hat or i don't work no that's a holdout there it is so speaking of holdouts we're gonna go and take a break for a little bit i've been holding it yeah matt's been holding it i've been holding it we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and finish up with what we always do right now which is the penguins since they are the current team in the season and they're hot 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 We'll be back in just a moment after these few words from our friends at Sorgatron Media. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks. We are all back after that little break. And we're on our last topic of the evening, which is the Penguins. So... Um, Matt, you didn't get to, you, you, you thought you did, but you didn't do the game last night. I watched the game last night. It was, um, it's a very fast game. Oh, I mean fast. There was a lot of penalties, but what I mean fast, it was both teams, puck movement, fast skating onto the. You know, it was on. It was just back and forth, back and forth. That that first period ended up, the pen scored quickly, then the, uh, the Flames tied up at the end of the first. Then they, it was fast the second period, and it was, you know, each got a goal, 
tied up. Or sorry, no, the Pens, the, the, the Calgary got the goal in the second, and the Pens tied up in the third. It was a fast game. I mean, they were moving the puck. Puck movement was amazing. Um, they were breaking zones. Defense was on point. Um, line changes were really good. And ended up being tied at the end of three. They each got the point, and then the Pens got the second point in overtime. Um, you know, that that's the type of game that we're used to seeing the Pens after last year when, and since Sullivan took over, playing fast movement, keep it going, get in there. And, and you kind of re- think about Herb Brooks with the 1980 team on how he worked those guys so hard. That way they can be out there for a shift, play your game, play your game, be fast, you know, beat the other guy off. And being a home game, it was, you know, they had the last change, which was nice. Um, Calgary's a young team. They're, they're up and coming. I mean, they, they, they have a year or two more. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. They have a year or two more, I think, till till they get deep into the playoffs or go for a run. But uh, definitely, I mean, the Penn's window is now. And, and that's what Rutherford did at the trade deadline. Bringing in uh, Broussard, who got a goal. He got his goal. That I did see that. Um, like the reason that I said I saw the game, and then I had to like think about it and realize I actually didn't see the game, is because I watched just the gif of the last three on three overtime goal, like four passes and a goal, mm-hmm. and, and it fits into like, I mean, Vine's not a thing anymore, but you know what I mean. It's like. Less than seven seconds, and like that's three on three overtime hockey, which is always fast just by its very nature. Like I think like the Kendanico Devils would play a fast game in three on three overtime if they had ever had the opportunity. But like that, just that goal was so sweet, and like I saw like Amanda Kessel, like who's kind of more famous than her brother now. Well, I retweeting don't know she's, retweeting that pass that, that Phil made. I don't know if she's Schultz. more. I don't know if she's more famous, but she's up there, dude. She was at the Devils game tonight, and like when they announced like eleven of the players, I think like half the team went to the Rangers game, and half the team went to the Devils game. And Amanda Kessel was at the Devils game, and she got by far the loudest standing ovation of all, of all the players. And it's the name recognition, you right? Know? It's not like they love Phil Kessel. It's just like they know that name. Yeah. And, you know, go USA. Um, you know, Phil Kessel's an American hero, and now so is Amanda. Phil Kessel's Stanley Cup champion twice. Twice. Uh, so, Malkin is still on fire. He had a goal last night and assist. Talking about him for the Art Ross. Talking about him for the Art Ross. Not even on nice. Penn's games, like the Devils yeah. podcast talking about yeah. Malkin. They're talking about Malkin. I, I did a double take. I was like, "Are they really talking about Penguins? Like, this is not a Pens game." But yeah, like they're you know, uh, you know. Did Malkin has Malkin won the? He's won the Art Ross, right? I, I know um, he's won the scoring title. I know yeah. he's won the Rocket Richard and a Conn Smythe. And he's won the Conn Smythe. I don't know about the Art. I don't Ross, know if he's won know, the Art Ross. Um, neither here nor there. I mean, if if he wins it this year, it, it can only be good. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, there's there's a lot of good players that. You know, deserve a look for the league MVP for sure, but it, it doesn't hurt that Malkin's there and you know, still not our best player. <laughs> it's really, it's really well, a Malkin strong is. Team, isn't it? Uh, it, he's our best player it, it, when he's playing the best. 
but in terms of pedigree and name recognition, he did win. He won the Calder. Okay. He won the Calder. Uh, he's won the Heart. Yeah, he's won the Heart. He's won the Heart Memorial for MVP. Mm. Okay. So yeah. Um. Uh, Art Ross, he's he's won that to the top scorer. Yeah, so he's won the Hart Trophy. He's won the Art Ross. He's won the uh, Conn Smythe. He's won the Stanley Cup three times. Uh, he's won Ted Lindsay. Uh, you Probably know. no Lady Bing, though, I would imagine. Uh, if he wins the Lady Bing. <laughs> the, way the, the way our culture is headed, like, if he sticks around for, like, ten years, it's it's not out of the question. Like, well, he didn't stab anybody this year, so, okay. <laughs> I mean, the NHL is actually getting less violent, while the rest of the world seems to be getting more violent. So there might be a lady being in his future. Who's to say? Uh, if he wins the Vesna, that, <laughs> that, that, would be, that would be the greatest ever. Malkin wins uh, the Vesna trophy. Man. You know... I mean, I mean, he can make one. He if Malkin made one incredible like save in the Stanley Cup final game to say like Murray was out of position and Malkin does like the Bobby Orr flying leap mm. in front of the net and stops the puck with his nose, you know, or, or with his mouth and like comes up with the puck in his teeth, like that would be dope <laughs> as hell. But I like, mean. Uh, Rob Scuderi didn't win the Vezina Trophy when when he did that. Flurry didn't win the Vezina Trophy either. Right, but like you're talking about like a like a big save in a final by a non goalie. Yeah, like Scuderi is pretty much it. Yeah, you know that might that might be the second most famous save in Penguins history. Third, because you got Frankie Peterangelo. Peterangelo, you got that Malkin save or not Malkin? Sorry, the Flurry the save. Flurry save in just... that same game. Yeah, and um, then you got you know Scudsy putting his hand on the puck, and some people still argue that that should have been a penalty. But I mean, I well, Peter Angelo was the save, and then the yeah, save, and then you have you know Mal, you know a uh, uh, flurry just sliding across the ice and just diving in front of a puck from uh, Lindstrom, and then he did the same thing to the Penguins when. When he played them, yeah, and he did the same. Yeah, you know, and then uh, and then Scuderi's, you know, hand just, yeah. I mean, not quite a hand of God scenario, but definitely the hand of Rob Scuderi. I, I'll always remember Peter Angelos. I'll remember the 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 two I'll remember the most would be Peter Angelos be number one, and then Flurry's diving against Lindstrom because he was caught off, and then came across and just dove and said, "Screw it, I'm diving." Because it's game seven with less than a minute left, and <laughs> he dove, and the puck hit him in his chest. It's like taking a fucking forty-five mag, even though you know you're wearing a fucking bulletproof vest and whatever. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. But Peter Angelo, where he's just, uh, you know that net's wide open, all of a sudden this glove just comes up and grabs a puck out of the air. That was that was an amazing save. Oh, Peter Angelo, 91. Wow. Um, power play. They're still top in the NHL. Good. 27.8 or 27.9% conversion rate, which is top in the NHL. 
which is pretty damn good. Um, also, the Pens have been taking a lot less stupid penalties. You know, Malkin's always good for a stupid penalty. They're not, they're not always stupid, though, man. Like, sometimes, like, the penalty people just he need took, to get slashed. Well, you know, you know, sometimes they deserve you it. You know, the penalty he took last night, uh, it was an offsetting penalty. So, it was offsetting instigators. That shouldn't count against him. Yeah, well, 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 no. But, I mean, so, it ended up being a 4-on-4 four four instead mm-hmm. of a 5-on-4. So, which it, it didn't really hurt that bad. Depending you know. on the opponent, that could really help. True. I mean, the, the Pens are a fast team, so four on four, you know, against a slower team is actually an advantage. So take those offsetting penalties, Malkin. You ought to be. A, you've been in this country long enough. You ought to know how to trash talk and troll people and get them off their game. I wait on Malkin when he spoke very little English to currently where he speaks okay English. Um, he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's funny. Um, I actually have uh, first time I waited on him, uh, and he handed me his credit card, and it was denied. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it was denied. That's insane. <laughs> it was denied. That was like Putin's hand at work, man. Well, it's like how dare you? How dare you? Well, well, I looked at it and I swiped it, and it was denied. <laughs> and I'm like, how the hell is Afghani Malkin's credit card denied? <laughs> So I swiped it again. It said denied. So I looked at the card. I'm like, that's why it's denied. What did it say? Konstantin Koltov? No. <laughs> it didn't even say Sergei Gonchar. Um, but that's who he was eating with. Uh, I go back. I was like, um, Gino? He's like, uh-huh. I was like, um, your card? I was like, it's out of date. I was like, uh we, we've switched to a new year. They use a different calendar, though. As like, I, it's like it's a different date. As is, we're now in this year. <laughs> this year doesn't count. Oh, okay. Hold on. So he just what pulled out like he reached his dollars. No, no. He reached his pocket and pulled out a new card that had the sticker on it. And he pulled the sticker off. He goes, "This good?" I'm Did like, you make him sign it? I was like, "I'll go find out." Did you make him sign it? No, I did not make him sign it. So I go swipe the card. Did you ask to see his ID? No, not at all. <laughs> I go swipe it, and I come back like, it works. He goes, glad it work. <laughs> he's like, glad it work. Yeah, me too, Gino. He, he's like, he's like, he's like, what do I do? And he takes the old card. He goes, I just take care of this. He starts bending the old card up. Mm. I'm like, hold on a second. So I go give him a pair of scissors, mm. and he starts. I was like, here, cut the card. So he starts cutting the card. So I actually have somewhere in this house where he cut his name apart, and mm. it's Afghani Malkin in two different pieces from his credit oh, card. Oh my, really? Somewhere in this house, man. Like that should be in the little, Hall of Fame. Because these two little pieces that needs to go to Toronto. I know where they're at. They're in a beer glass. That's awesome. They're in a beer glass that is in my basement. That's better than the time I got Congressman Tim Murphy's business card at a pit game. <laughs> And then, and then later, like, got my own blood on it because I, like, was too drunk and I fell when I was trying to chase the bus. That's funny. <laughs> but no, I, I actually have... That was fun. Like, that was, uh, give me credit. That was funny before Tim Murphy became disgraced former congressman Tim Murphy. Yes. Now it's gold. And I'm like, that's somewhere in this house. I got to find it. I got to put my hands on it. Yeah, so I have... So somewhere 
I know where it is. I, I had it with my sports memorabilia stuff, mm-hmm. and I put it. It's either in a beer glass or it's in the in the Rubbermaid bin with beer glasses. It's in a Rubbermaid bin with uh, my sports stuff. Mm. There's two pieces of a credit card. This is Evgeny Malkin, and it's cut, <laughs> and it's plastic card. <laughs> Cause he cut it up right there. Cause he started to bend it like a like a four year old. This is uh, what do you mean like a four year old, bro? I did that like two weeks ago. <laughs> but you didn't do it at a dinner table, like trying. No, to rip because it. like I don't get declined while I'm out. You know, like I I I'm pretty I'm pretty obsessive about like checking my balance before I even get out of bed in the morning. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the the but day yeah. I wake up and none of my credit cards work, like guess well, what? I'm not what? getting out of bed. You, you know what though, but. <laughs> Haven't you ever handed them the card? Oh, it just—it's January first. Sorry, it expired on on uh, January first, two thousand eighteen. Oh, it expired on the thirty first of two thousand seventeen. No. no, because when they you rolled know. out the chip cards, like all, all I got new cards like a year before everything expired because of the chip. Ah, so I'm I'm still on my. Like, this was before. Chip I'm on cards. my first round of chip the, the, cards. This was about two thousand and ten. Well, I didn't this have happened. any money back then. I know. <laughs> Yeah, you're like on slate cards now, aren't you? Like, no, man. I just like you know, like first of all, our bar doesn't take credit cards. Nope. They so take like ninety percent of the time when someone's like, "Hey, you need to pay for that," <laughs> it's got to be cash. That's true. Or run across the street where the ATM is. Exactly. So, but no, with the Penguins, man. So we got this big, huge game tomorrow. Unfortunately, you will not hear this podcast. By the time this game has happened, you'll hear this podcast after this game has happened. Um, so Wednesday is it the seventh or is it the sixth? Mm. What's today? Today's the sixth. Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday the sixth. We're recording Wednesday the seventh. Wednesday night rivalry game. Oh, Philly, Penn's Flyers in Philly. Now that's on NBC, right? It is NBC. Yeah, I am, NBC I am working Sports. that one. You're not working that one. But I'll be able to see it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, I might actually have some better opinions about the Penguins next week. There we go. Because I've actually seen a game. Now, the Pens... Freaking Verizon, man. Now, the Pens are currently in the standings second. And we just watched the end of the Capitals-Ducks uh, game. And the Capitals lost. So, they stay at 81 points. Uh, or 80 points. Uh, the Pens are at 79, and the Flyers are at 78, or it's 81, 80, and 79. There's three points that separate them. Uh, so this is a big swing game. If the Pens lose this game, the Flyers go into second place. If the Pens win, they're two points up on the Flyers. If they tie, the Pens at least get one point, and the Flyers could tie them in the event that they win in the shootout. Or overtime. So It'd be a real shame if the Flyers finish ahead of the Penguins. Yeah, because it's always be... a shame if the Flyers finish ahead of the Penguins. It is, but, but you know the way that they redid the playoffs. Now we're gonna have to see them in the playoffs in the mm-hmm. first two rounds. Yeah, and chances are we're gonna end up seeing the Flyers in the first round, the Caps in the second round, which is again horseshit because of the way they did the playoffs. If it finishes. Caps, Pens, Flyers, in that order, or Pens, Flyers, Caps, or Flyers, Caps, Pens, however it finishes, we're going to see those two teams 
in the first two rounds. Yeah. Okay. So or 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 we'll see. No. We'll, or we might see a wild card team in the first round that still might be a division team. Could be the Devils. Could be. And then we would see the Caps or the Flyer, depending on what happened with the other. You know. Uh, why can't you just go back to the way hockey used to be? Seriously. Get rid of divisions. Or not. But no, no, no. Divisions were fine. Divisions are fine. Divisions are fine. You, Conferences are fine. You would have the fine. division playoffs. Like you would have like... It was no. like before you had the Prince of Wales finals. Well, you no, had no, like no. the Patrick division finals. Well, no, no, no. Right? No, no. no. It went... It went... You had your divisions were fine. Mm-hmm. So you had your Patrick division, your Norris... The uh, Smythe and the Campbell. Campbell, no, Campbell was the Campbell's conference. Co- Campbell conference and the Wales conference. Adams Norris. Adams Norris. Patrick, Patrick and Smythe. And Smythe. There you go. And then you would take the top four out of each division, and you would seed them one through eight. Mm-hmm. One played eight. Two played seven. Three played uh, six. Four played five. Right. Then after that happened, then you would seed in. One through four. And then one played four, two played three. Then he would seed in however that finished out. The higher played the lower. But it was just kind of like luck that the Penguins played division opponents in the first couple rounds in those 90s cup runs, right? Like it could have worked out where they would have had to play Boston in like the first or second round instead of in the conference finals. Is that what you're saying? No, it went based on points. Based on points, so like... So you took your top four from your division. Oh, from the division. You took your top four from the division, but so say the Pens had 90 points and the Rangers had um, 79 points. So the Rangers were the eight seed and the Pens were the top seed at 90 points. They played the Rangers because they were the low seed even though they were in the top four in the division. Mm -hmm. So... I just... You know, like, obviously I was, like, 11 years old, and I didn't really think that much about it. But it just seemed to make sense back in the day that, like, in the playoffs, you would you would play teams from your division. And then once you knock them off, then you would play, like, a team from the other division in your conference. And then no, it, play... it, no, it went based on points. It went, it, so, like, you know, they played out of division. It was conference play at that point. Mm-hmm. So it, you could have played a team from your division just based on their points. So mm-hmm. like if your four seed in your division was the eight seed in the conference, mm-hmm. and you were the top seed in your division, the top seed in the conference, you still right. play. You played a division game, right? Like like when the Islanders were in our Nine, division, yeah. and we played them in '93 in the mm-hmm. in the conference finals. And that's enough about that. Yeah, best second best team on paper in Penguins history. You know, probably the best team on paper in Penguins history. Maybe the second was 2012. We've had so many good teams recently that it's, you know, it's worth revisiting. But the the consensus is that that is the best team that ever got shafted by, you know. And that went to Game winning. 7. That yeah. Was, that went to Game oh, 7. Oh, God, that was so bad. You know, like, I I had a friend who was, like, not from Pittsburgh in, in my elementary school. So he made a bet against me. 
for that game. Elementary school bet. How'd that go? Four pencils, three erasers, and a pen? No, he wrote this, like, embarrassing speech that I had to, like, read in the cafeteria. Um, I ended up not reading it because I, I probably would have gotten, like, detention. Pummeled for or something. Saying, no, no, not pummeled. Like, my friends would have understood yeah, that I was, like, they would have respected me even for, like, holding up my end of the bet. But the teachers and the principal would not have been so fond of me, like, standing up talking about, like, infanticide and, like, bestiality. <laughs> you know? And I told him, I was like, look, man, like, I know what the bet is, but, like, come on. <laughs> so. I'm very vulnerable uh, right now, man. The pen's pen, lost. Pen, pens are, pens are uh, doing well. Uh, they, they've hit their stride. They're in the top. They're, they're ninth, ninth. 15 games. 15 games left. 15 games left in the regular season. Uh, as long as they don't lose out, they should be okay. Um, as long as they don't go 50-50, they should be okay. Um, so, yeah, we got that going for us. Um, it's a tight division this year. It is. Yeah. top The top three in our division, we're within two points of each other. Mm-hmm. Columbus, Columbus won tonight. Columbus won tonight. They're Jersey wild, won tonight. They're a wild spot. Caps Jersey's lost. A wild spot. Caps That's lost. Good. That's good. They didn't gain any points. I don't know so. what the Rangers did. They're playing. I don't know what the Rangers. Rangers are out. They're playing Winnipeg. Yeah, that, but the so Rangers that really has no bearing. The Rangers are out right now, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. Well, not necessarily, Steve. Uh, not necessarily. Like they made all those uh, trades, but they're they're still talking like they could sneak in. Yeah. I mean, trust me. That. Like I know the New York hockey media, they are, they're still on them. They're still on them. They're 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 not going to just give up on the Rangers until it's over. So we're looking good for the Pens. Uh, it's still looking good. We'll have more Pens juice next week. Uh, one final note. Um, I don't know if you saw uh, that I retweeted from Bold Sports. There was a video. Uh, that Colin Dunlop retweeted that I forget who was the original poster of the video, but it had a lot of retweets and so forth. It was two college kids that uh, went down to Pirate Spring Training, and it was about a minute and 20 second long video on Twitter. Uh, they were uh, from Pitts Johnstown, and uh, their both names were Austin, Austin Abbott, and Austin, I can't remember the other one. Austin Abbott, I'm looking at that name, I'm looking at the kid on there, and I'm like, wait a minute. I went to high school with his mom. <sighs> so I messaged his mom, like, hey, is your kid in Florida? And she goes, yeah, why? I'm like, <laughs> there's like a minute and some odd second video on Twitter with him being interviewed, and it's been retweeted and passed around and so much. As like she goes, <laughs> yeah, I just saw it. She goes, and now I had to like reactivate my Twitter account so I could see it. because she well, has that's terrible, Twitter. Man. <laughs> so that's like the worst like, thing you could do to your mom is like she, make she, her be on Twitter. She's like, you're like the like the third person's told me about that in the last like hour, and mm. she's like, I was like, well, just let you know, I retweet it from Bold Sports, and I'll give a little shout out. On the podcast that we'll record. Was he good at least? He was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay, so here's the thing. Him and his college buddy, they went down to Florida for uh, spring break. Okay. Awesome. Who doesn't want to go to Florida on spring break? 
So they're freshmen. I used to go to like colder places. <laughs> I went to Boston one year for spring right, break. Right. I stayed in Meadville once. For so break. so they're they, best spring break I ever had. So they hit Meadville. they hit they hit pirate spring training. Go to a game and whatnot. They're pirates spring break. They're like, yeah, we're excited for the season. We know the team's not so forth, but you got the fan support out there and this that, and everything. They're young. We'll let them go. They're young. They're still like, yeah, we can do this, even though they've only seen three winning teams, three playoff teams in their lifetime but more than i'd seen at their uh, age yeah it was more than i'd seen at their age well wait 91 91 i forget about that red series because like my hatred for the braves like just dominates yeah, my mind when yeah. it comes to the 90s pirates but yes we did also get to watch them lose to the reds once we did um awesome and that was that was fucking rob dibble and all those rob guys. dibble and chris sabo <laughs> and norm charlton and yeah, uh, and the Reds. Todd Benzinger was actually on the. He's a Wright State alum, right? And he was on like they kept showing him on my TV the and, night. And yeah. I was getting so pissed off. And, I was and, like, "Quit showing yeah. me!" And the Reds went on to win the World Reds. Series that year. No, they didn't. They did. They lost to Oakland. Oh, they lost to Oakland. Mm-hmm. That was right. They did With lose. Canseco and McGuire. Oh, Canseco and McGuire. Dave um, Stewart. Dave Stewart. Uh, Eckersley. Terry Steinbach. Steinbach. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're talking my language, man. Yeah, that was those guys. Oh man. Um but yeah, uh so definitely So a guy you know from the North Hills. So so I, no, I'm no, sorry, no. a guy uh, whose mom you know. A guy's mom I grew up with his mom and I saw it on Twitter and I'm like I, I messaged her, I'm like, dude, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. I'm like she goes, Yeah, she had to reactivate her Twitter account to see mm-hmm. it and so she now follows us on bold sports. Good, that's good. I told her I retweeted it and so forth. That's I give her a shout I I give Austin um you know, Austin Abbott, good job. Uh, you know what? That's a good thing. Hang out with your college buddies. Spring break. They said mm-hmm. they wanted to hit all the spring break or all the uh, major league spring training facilities during their college spring break careers. That's cool. So four, That's really so, so, so four years, four years of college is their first one. They're down in Florida. They hit the Pirates one. I don't know what other ones they hit. But they want to hit the Florida ones. You know, you guys got to go to Arizona, right? Yeah. Well, so maybe not. I don't know. It's still pretty good to even just do half. Yeah. Like, as a guy who just admitted to like spending his spring break in Massachusetts when he did not actually go to school in Massachusetts, like that's good. Like most college kids just want to go like party it up in Daytona. Or like whatever. No, Daytona's not a thing anymore. It's not cool, exactly. Da- Daytona's and not a thing go, anymore. It used to be when we were kid. When we were in college, Daytona was a thing. It's not. A you thing go anymore. to Florida, <laughs> and like you're gonna go to bars. Like no matter why you're in Florida, if you're there for like a Disney thing, if you're there for baseball, if you're there for spring break, like no matter what, like you're gonna go to bars and you're gonna meet women. So like, why not just do baseball? Yeah, and then at least you got something interesting to talk about, like during the times that you're actually like sober and not blacked out, and like you know, yeah. I think <laughs> I think Austin's twenty, and I'm sorry, Jen, but uh, yeah, totally. And um, sweet. Hey man, hook it up. I, I you know what? Like I've I've never been a big like spring break person. Um, Either way, I, you know I, I I like going on the spring training games. Yes, you know I like going. On, I, I I've hit. Red Sox spring training, Pirates spring training, Yankee spring training. I've hit Cardinals spring training, Astros, and oh, Braves. Cool. See, last time um, I was in Florida, like I used to go to Naples, and like they don't, they don't have 
any spring training in Naples, but they were trying really hard. Like they had a bid, they're trying to lure the Cubs out of Arizona, and they're going to build them a, a facility down in Naples. And the Cubs decided to stay in Arizona, Arizona which is easy for the Chicago media because the White Sox are also in Arizona. And Definitely would have been a tough call to like decide which team you were going to cover. Anyway. We don't get to go anywhere to cover any spring training because we're we're here in Pittsburgh and we're here know, in Pittsburgh and we're not better. paid yet. We, we don't, don't have we don't, we, we, we don't have a viable uh, we have a viable podcast, but it's we're not getting uh, revenue for somebody to send us down to spring training, which we'd love to have. So if you want to help us out and get down to spring training to cover some games, it'd be awesome. Um, but in the meantime, check us out uh, at Bold PGH Sports on Twitter. Uh, at bold or at bold Pittsburgh on Twitter, bold Pittsburgh on Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, Matt and I'll be back next week with some more takes, and we'll do our brackets. We're doing brackets next week. Brackets next week. We're gonna have pens, flyers recap. Yep, and we'll have pens. There's more pens games after the flyers that, and so forth. But there will be more BS about Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, there'll be more BS about Le'Veon Bell. And it's going to be like that until July. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Maybe August, September. So, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Let's go. Hey, Ian's. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media, on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.